Friends, grace and peace to you in Jesus' name. Amen. If church were like Facebook, and thanks be to God, it's not. But if church were like Facebook or any other social media platform, today might be a good day to share cute cat videos or those cool videos of babies tasting bacon for the first time. I love those, right? You know, something light and fluffy to break up the endless news stream of political posts and terrible, tragic news stories. Wouldn't it be nice to just take a break from all that and to just share something light and fluffy for a moment? Because as one of my favorite podcasts begins each week, all right, let's get into it. What a week. And what a week indeed. This weekend we commemorate Kristallnacht. Eighty years ago, there was an explosion of violent anti-Semitism in Germany that tore through Jewish communities, burned homes and shops, murdered scores, and was just a foretaste of the Holocaust to come. Just a few weeks ago, we had the worst anti-Jewish violence on U.S. soil in our history, and it doesn't even make the news anymore because it's been that kind of a week. We in the ELCA are connected with our money and our prayers to all of our Lutheran colleges and universities. One of them is called California Lutheran University in Thousand Oaks, California. And this last week, that was the scene of just the latest mass shooting to hit the news. Another day, another 12, 20, 30 people die at the hands of violent men with guns. And those people can't even peacefully bury their dead because now there's a massive wildfire tearing through their town and they're being evacuated. And a friend of mine who lives there says last night they even had an earthquake. In the midst of all of that, today is Veterans Day, Armistice Day. The day in which we remark that now, a hundred years ago, it's a big anniversary, 100 years ago, was the end of World War I, which I don't know about you, but my history books told me that that was the war to end all wars. That just sounds like a cruel joke. A hundred years later, and we're still sending men and women in uniform off to fight because we just can't figure it out. There are people in this congregation who in the last week or so have lost jobs. People who are wrestling with addiction. People who have received bad news from doctors and people who have gathered to bury their dead. It's been a hell of a week. In Washington, the Justice Department is all kinds of a mess right now as we have no idea what's coming next. 
and the president and the press continue their bizarre war with one another. And I don't know if you know this, but on Tuesday, which seems like decades ago, we had an election. Remember that? Where we spent over $5 billion. Over $5 billion throwing mud at each other. And congratulations, it's now 2020. The campaign season has already begun. On Tuesday night and now on into the weekend, some folks won, some folks lost. Pretty much everybody in this room who cares has something to be joyful about and something to be angry about. But more than anything, what we know is we just spent $5 billion to discover just how divided we are as a people. How much we can't stand one another. How hard it is to have a shared vision of what it looks like to be one people moving forward together as a country and a community. So yeah, if church were like Facebook, it would be a great week for a cute cat video. And I'm fully aware that there are folks in this room for whom that would be a welcome relief. Who come to church to get away from all that stuff. Who want an hour off from the endless rancor of the news. And as much as I fundamentally disagree that that's the purpose of worship, boy, I can really relate. It would be nice. But really, any biblical text doesn't allow that very well, let alone a reading from the prophets. I didn't pick this reading. The reading picked us. And so today we are confronted with words from the prophet Micah. If you're looking for cute cat videos, the Old Testament prophets is not a place to look. They all have hard questions and even harder answers for a people struggling to know what it is to look and be faithful in a hard and broken world. Now, if you know anything about Micah, you certainly have heard the last words we heard. There's a professor at Luther Seminary, an Old Testament professor who tells the story that he was on his way to class one day to teach the prophets, and he ran into a New Testament professor in the hallway, and he said, what are you teaching today? And he said, oh, I'm teaching about Micah, to which he said, oh, Micah, yeah, that's a nice verse. Yeah. It's a long book. But you all know, if you know anything about Micah, what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? Sounds good, right? You could cross-stitch that on a pillow. But what does it really mean? What does it really mean to be people of justice and mercy and humility in a world like this. Because it seems to me that it is far too easy to 
only hold on to one of those at any given time. You all have friends like this on Facebook, one of them might be me, who's all about justice, right. who's quick to point out all of the problems in the world and have lots and lots of solutions about how to fix them, who love to rage against the machine. It's one of my favorite bands, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> right? Who have real passion for how to reorder society so that it might be more just, more equitable, more fair. And who often, in our passion for justice, forget how to be kind, forget how to be merciful, how to be gentle and loving with one another. There are also those who are all about mercy and kindness and charity and who are so good at it that they often forget that being kind and merciful and gentle at all costs sometimes means that we don't ask the tough questions that lie beneath the need to be kind. But we are called to be people of both justice and mercy in a world that is so broken. We are called to be a people who ask the tough questions about why children go to sleep hungry. Why families go bankrupt for lack of health insurance? Why so many of our neighbors couldn't vote this week? Why so many others chose not to? Why we still struggle to find peace in a world that has all we need, but loves violence and war just too much. There are so many questions to be asked about where our boundaries and borders really ought to be and how we can respond with justice and fairness to those seeking a better life. And the questions go on and on and on and on. And as easy and as much as we would love to just leave that at the door and come in and just let it go for a while. The prophets won't let us off the hook because God won't either. This is what the Lord requires of us. That we are people who ask the tough questions and seek the hard answers. But that is hard and long work. And it is work that so often rubs people the wrong way and provokes hard conversation. And so in the midst of that, as we seek justice, as we refuse to let the world continue to be the way it is, because we know that God has called us to something better. In the midst of that, we cannot forget to be kind. 
And so we are called to love mercy and kindness as much as we are called to do justice. And there's this poster out there in which you have the opportunity to buy Christmas presents for families who need a little help making their lives a little more joyful this year. Now, buying kids Christmas presents who otherwise wouldn't have them is not going to change their status in life or make it possible for them to get good health care when they need it or, or reorder a society that doesn't pay living wages to their moms and dads who work hard, long hours but can barely afford to feed their children. But a little bit of kindness, especially at this time of the year, Never underestimate the power of just being kind. Of showing mercy and charity and generosity and love for people who you may never meet. And for people sitting in this room. The work of justice is long and hard, but all along the way, we can always be kind. We can always be gentle. And as good as we might become at asking the tough questions and doing the work of justice, and as good as we might be becoming people of charity and mercy and generosity and kindness, if that's all that this journey of faith is about, then it ends up always being all about us the work that we have to do. Which is why Micah's call, Micah's challenge, Micah's command for us is always threefold. That we are called to be people of justice, called to be people of mercy, but also and always at the same time called to let God be God. To be humble in the face of history and in the face of a God who holds it in gracious and powerful hands. To remember that the long arc of history is like a God who labors in childbirth. Who will bring forth a promised future in God's good time and by God's good work. The work of justice and mercy is not ours to finish because it was not ours to begin. We're a part of a long, long story. And thanks be to God, that story is held in hands that are bigger and stronger, more just and more merciful than ours. The one who has begun this good work in us will bring it to completion in God's good time and by God's good grace. In the meantime, we have only to be kind today, to seek justice today, and to let God be God tomorrow. And God will be God tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. And thanks be to God for that.
Amen.